Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. We are so excited to introduce you to our special guest today. His name is Jack Rolfe, and we are meeting him today for the first time right along with you. So he sent an inquiry to be on the, uh, a guest on our show. So here he is. And welcome, Jack. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate you accepting the inquiry and extending an invitation. Yeah, one of the things that, that caught our eye was your message is centered around 27 seconds. So we're, we're number people. So tell us a little bit about you and what led into this message of do you have 27 seconds? Well, I find it really fun and fascinating this morning that we're taking 22 minutes to discuss 27 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> How good is that, right? That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I love your introduction to the program, too, when it talks about uh, meeting imperfect people, because that's that's definitely me. I, I like to tell people I'm just the guy next door. I'm, I'm your neighbor. And uh, we're all just trying to live life together. And, and my 27 seconds that I referenced there took place about four years ago. It was... 2013, it was on May 18th, and I was at that time 54 years of age, and I was inside the Joyce Basketball Arena at the University of Notre Dame, and I was about to walk across the stage to receive my master's degree in nonprofit administration. And I can remember very vividly, in fact, my children have a picture of it, I, I looked up at the large jumbotron and the top of the arena there, and my picture was being broadcast upon that, as they had done with all the graduates, and, and I remember right then thinking, this walk across this stage is about to change my life forever. So I walked onto the stage, received my diploma, and walked off, and that walk lasted 27 seconds, and it did change my life forever. The education I got there in nonprofit management and the connections that I made has really propelled forward uh, the nonprofit foundation that my wife and I started about seven years ago called the School of Life Foundation. And we're, we're an organization that uh, focuses on helping students that are dropping out of high school and hopefully teaching them some character and life skills so that they will turn their lives around and, and actually go on and graduate. And and at the time, we were in one school. Now we're in 20 schools, and we've got requests from 63 schools, and we're just trying to keep up with the growth. And so that 27 seconds was definitely a big impact. Wow. That's, you know, that's wonderful what you and your, the organization that you and your wife have started. That is something that's really important. Our youth are the future of tomorrow, and to be able to inspire and bring them, them hope uh, when they maybe have dropped out and perhaps feel like a failure or don't know what to do you know, with their future. That's, that's wonderful. Tell us a little bit more about that. I would love to. Uh, you know, statistically in our country, 
we have 7,000 students every day that are dropping out of school. And these students are more likely to be involved in crime, uh, live in poverty, experience poor health. And as a country, it, it adds a, a financial economic impact. Uh, each student that drops out costs us about $300,000. And these are young people with great potential and good lives to be able to live. And so uh, as we partner with schools, uh, we focus on those that are at risk that are that are actually dropping out, and we teach a character education uh, program, which is based on a curriculum that uh, I put together. It's called Learn to School Your Toughest Opponent, which is ourselves, and we're having great success of the students that come into our program that are off track to graduate. Approximately 90% of them are going on to finish graduation. So, uh, and then we're encouraging them, a lot of them to go on to, you know, a secondary education beyond, beyond high school. So because of that impact, that's why we're, we're growing from one school originally to, to multiple schools. And we've got requests coming from other states too. And, uh, you know, we're just, just thrilled and excited to see that come about. That's great. And, you know, I just looked over at my co-host, Scott. He gave me that little look like, uh, you didn't introduce me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm here today here. just in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> so, so, Jack, I've got some questions for you. And so she wanted to make sure that everybody knew that I was here before I just started talking and threw them for a loop. Were, were you in education prior to this? Uh, well, to some degree. I spent 20 years as a high school girls basketball coach. So that was my exposure to uh, working with the young people. But simultaneously, uh, I practiced as a physical therapist uh, working in nursing homes with the elderly. So, you know, we all have a unique story in life, and that's part of my unique story. I was working with both ends of the life spectrum at the same time, and I was seeing the challenges facing the youth, and then I was seeing with the elderly where your life ends up according to the choices you make along life's journey. And that's what inspired me to put together the program, Learn to School, Your Toughest Opponent, and then decided I wanted to give back. And that's when my wife and I created the School of Life Foundation. But at that point, it was like, we've never run a nonprofit before. we got to figure this out. And that's what led me to going back to school at a later time in life here to get that degree so that I knew, well, at least could pretend like I knew what I was doing, but hopefully <laughs> knew a little bit about how to move forward with that. Right. The reason I asked that is, uh, I mean, I, I, along the same lines as you, I, I coached wrestling for years, and so I never taught in the school, but just coached the kids. So I had a, an opportunity to, to be with them and to uh, see where their lives were going and be able to be connected and, and uh, you know, fall in love with the youth of today. The question that I have is, is, is often, and, and my wife hates this comment, and, and I often bring it up. <laughs> Excited to hear yeah, what yeah. it is. What I, I, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't uh, a good student. I didn't do well in school. And I, and I tell my wife now when I say, hey, I'm, I'm going to take the kids and we're going to go do something. And, and I want to take them on a hunting trip or, or something like that and go for a week to Colorado. And she'll say, no, it's just too hard. They can't miss that much school. And I always say, don't let school get in the way of your education. And, and so I've been this, this guy who pushes that because school was never that easy for me. Uh, but then on the other hand, I, I've always, and, and tell me if I'm totally out in left field on this, I've always felt that uh, sometimes we've failed our, our youth in the fact that 
Every person is unique. Every person is different. And every person on earth adds value. And so, but some of them, math doesn't come easy. Some of them just can't spell. They don't see the words written um, properly. And, and it's difficult for them. But they have other things that haven't been tapped into. That I think sometimes we as, as leaders, as parents, as teachers, uh, whatever, need to find out what it is that makes them tick, what it is that makes them exceptional. Because often I felt as a failure in school because I, I wasn't book smart, but I felt that I had a lot of things that other kids didn't have. How, how do you tap into that to help these kids graduate, the kids that are struggling uh, and trying to figure out how to do math when it just does not make sense? I really appreciate you sharing that, Scott, and it resonates deeply with me. When we work with these students in, in the schools, and it's an after-school setting that, that we're doing this in, and, and we have trainers that we certify with our, our curriculum. We have a community leader teamed with someone from the school. And the, the steps in our program is what we call the straight A's of life. So, for example, appreciation, assisting others, your attitude, taking aim, taking action. And as we go through that... Over a period of four weeks, these individual skills that you mentioned and talents and desires that these students have start to come forward. And for most of them, it's the first time that they've been able to express that or have somebody actually recognize that. And it's amazing to see the transformation when they realize that somebody recognizes that they do have value in life. Because most of these young people we're working with are coming from t some type of challenging situation in, in life, at home or, or school or whatever it may be. And it's very interesting. In the last class, we have each one of them choose one of these A's of life. In fact, we don't even focus on academics we're trying to create what we call a positive disruption in education, and that's it. If we'll focus on the straight A's of life, then the straight A's of academics will start to fall into place. And, and sorry about the interruption here, but that sounds like my kind of school. This is exactly what I'm talking about, that there's a lot of brilliant people out there that just aren't savvy to the to the normal education system but they're super talented they're super powerful uh, teachers leaders uh, citizens of this great country that are going to make an impact but they just don't fit that criteria and and i could have got straight a's in this school that you had because you would have found those straight a's in me i didn't have to come out with them you would have found them that's what i love about this that is right on and tell us a little bit more, Jack, about how you implement this. So the very last class, each one of these students in the class, they choose one of the A's, and then they choose one of their own personal talents and do a presentation in front of the class on how it impacted them. And I'll just give you one brief example. We had a student, this was probably about three years in the program, one of the schools, uh, he got up and, and sang a song that he wrote in front of his peers, and you can imagine how he had to get into his courage zone to do that. And the vice principal was sitting in class that day. And this young man had a beautiful voice. And he said, that's the first time I've ever sang in front of anybody. And the vice principal said, well, we have a home basketball game next week. I'd like you to sing the national anthem. And he did. And he got a standing ovation. Sorry, I'm getting just a little emotional. Yeah. But oh. can you imagine awesome. how yeah. it changed his life? Right. 
Yeah. That, that's the power I'm talking about, to tap in and find out what makes somebody gift. unique. What is their gifts? Gifts and talents. Because sometimes we lump them all in the same category, and, and when they don't fit that category, they get left by the wayside. And there's some unique people out there. I often talk about kids in my own home. If I would have had a William Shakespeare grow up as one of my children that didn't fit the ideal things that I enjoyed doing, would I have allowed him to become his full, poten full potential? That power of that, uh, what did you say, it was a principal or vice principal? Um, vice principal, yeah. Yeah, to allow that person to give, show their yeah, talents, their opportunity. gifts, yeah. Yeah, express themselves. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's so gratifying. It um, it's it's a work that never gets old. And um, you know, I can't be in all the classes at all the time. But as we have our trainers teaching, I try to get to as many of the classes as I can and, and meet these young people. And uh, you know, there's just so many of them that have so many wonderful things to share. And we just want to bring it out in as many of them as we can. And, and I truly believe that as we spend our own lives trying to lift the lives of other people, that that your life will be automatically lifted up. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Okay, I want to I jump topics here a little bit and go back to that moment at Notre Dame when you are walking across the stage for your graduation for 27 seconds. There's, there's another story that ties into that that took place in Notre Dame that was only 27 seconds. There is, and I, I, I love to draw a parallel to that. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Rudy Rudiger, who uh, many people may be familiar with uh, his story through the movie Rudy, but Rudy was a Notre Dame graduate as well, but it was a, a struggle for him to even get into school. He, he always had a dream to get to that school, but he didn't do well in, in academics, and uh, he, he played football in high school, but he was short and not very gifted athletically, and, and he told his family and friends forever he was going to play football at Notre Dame. Well, he first of all, he couldn't even get into Notre Dame because of his grades but you know to condense the story he, he worked hard and eventually got in and then he got on to the practice team at football this is the team that the you know the the first string beat up on all all week long to get ready for the game and the practice squad never gets to dress or play but the, the last game of his career as a senior uh he actually went in and played for 27 seconds and that 27 seconds changed his life forever too because he's gone on to become a motivational speaker and he talks about his experience of you know coming from all the challenges that he had and you know fulfilling his dream and and finding his mission and so then i draw another parallel that i'll throw out to those that are listening uh, today have you found your 27 seconds in life now of course that's a metaphorical question but finding our 27 seconds is finding what our mission is and using the talents we've been gifted with to go out and make a difference in the world. And, um, you know, I love to share the process, kind of how to, how to go through that. It's probably kind of lengthy for this show, but we can all find, find those moments was an accumulation of events that have led up to that in our life. Yeah. To find your, find your purpose. Your, yours took 27 seconds. Rudy's lasted 27 seconds, but this 27 seconds doesn't necessarily mean, yeah, it could be a minute 50, it could be two seconds, but to find that moment, uh, there's a book um, by Ty Bennett and Chad Hymas, and there's another person, and I can't think of who it is right now, that's bad, but anyway, it's entitled The 
you know, the two, you know, greatest days of your life are the days that, or first the day that you are born, and then the second is the day you discover why. And so along those same lines, you're you're finding that, finding out that why you were born. That is right on, and uh, that's that's the message I love to portray. And I, you know, I believe that as we go through this journey, the school of life, as I like to call it, that we have people. We have places, we have objects, we have circumstances uh, that, that are in our life. And the key is is being open to listen to what is being said to you. In fact, I like to share that your heart feels for you and your mind reasons for you, but your soul speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And the key is, are we listening? And then when we listen, do we act upon those things that we hear according to the influences we have in our life. And when we do that, we can discover why we're here. But the key, Scott and Becky, I believe, doesn't stop there. It's, it's not just finding why we're here, but the key then is using that to build the lives of other people. Absolutely. It's the people that you influence after you, when you have discovered your purpose and your why, and you've been inspired. It's all about who you are going to lift and serve. So it's not about us. It's about them. People that you influence. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's right. comes after us. It's our legacy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. When, when I started school at Notre Dame, I was still coaching. And I, I just realized that uh, I, I didn't have time to do it all because I was still working in the healthcare arena as well. And, and so I came to a realization that I needed to retire at that time from coaching and that was one of the hardest decisions of my life to do, but I can remember it was one of those times when I listened, and what I heard was, Jack, when, you, when you're coaching, you have an opportunity to influence 12 young people at a time. But as you go on and get the School of Life Foundation up and running the way it should be, you'll have an opportunity to influence thousands of young people at a time. And that's when it clicked for me. Okay, yep. That's what I've got to do. I've got to move forward. And so, you know, those decisions, those times aren't always easy to do, but they're definitely worth it. Well, I'm, I'm only a year ahead of – I'm at 55 right now. You were at 54 when you had that magical moment, and I'm thinking, wow, to change my whole life at this point right now. <laughs> so you did it. You did it. Yeah, and that's another key point. I'm glad you brought that up. It doesn't matter what age we are or what stage of life we're in, whether it's young, in the middle, or old, or whatever, you can do it. Yeah, you can when, do it. When that light comes on, yeah, follow it. That's right. Have you have you met Rudy? You know, I met him uh, when I when I first uh, discovered that I needed to go to Notre Dame. I had been invited to speak on campus. Uh, they have an organization called Play Like a Champion Today, which helps youth as well. And uh, he was speaking at the same event. But a lot of water's gone under the bridge since then. I I, I need to re meet and sit down with him. And a, a dear friend of mine is. Is putting that together. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, he was. He yeah. just spoke at a the Genshai Mastery Life Mastery Retreat down in St. George just two weekends ago. Red Mountain. Red Mountain Resort. Yeah. You know, it's our cohort uh, at Notre Dame. Uh, we named our cohort the Genshai. Yeah, because I just love that word and the and the meaning behind it. Yeah, me too. I I love that word and its meaning. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the word Genshai. It's a word, an old word from India, and it is spelled G-E-N-S-H-A-I, 
and it means never make another feel small, including yourself. Yeah, to just never treat anybody in a manner that would make them feel small. And sometimes we treat our own selves small. We, we're our worst... Uh, our worst critic yeah, sometimes. Critic in our lives, yeah. yeah. In fact, next week's episode is with Kevin Hall. Uh, he's, he's awesome. He's going to talk to us about the power of words and not to be a spoiler alert, but he's, he's going to uh, talk to us about the word Genshai. I'm sure that'll be a, a part of his topic. We've been to events that are three days long that are all based on the power of that one word to never treat anybody small, uh, including yourself. So pretty powerful stuff. We are approaching 22 minutes. It goes by fast. It, it seemed like only 27 seconds, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> how, can, how can people find and connect with you? Uh, the website uh, that we have is 27secondsnd.com. So 27secondsnd.com. Kind of tells the story, and it's got ways that you can connect with me by phone or, or email on there as well. That's wonderful. The ND for Notre Dame, and uh, right? And, and yes, the number is two seven seconds spelled out, and then ND, which yeah stands for Notre Dame. That's wonderful. Com. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to Tyler Hurd, our mutual friend that kind of that connected us, that reached out to you and said, "Hey, you need to be on this show." Tyler was on our show a few weeks ago good man and i'm glad we made this connection thank you jack for being on life in 22 minutes yeah we're looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better in the future likewise and yep. thank you as well keep lifting and inspiring the the youth so thank you everybody there's jack rolf you can go on and and look him up on his uh, website he's got a ted talk out there you can follow on youtube uh, just follow him and, and see what he's got going. He's got great things happening. So goodbye, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.